0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Getting you set for all of Sunday's NFL action, it's the Sunday spread on the BetQL Network with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. Super wild card weekend. Sunday spread. Barrett Brooks, Sean Bell, Devin Caney kicking it with you. It's time to get into these games, right? Time to get into the first game. Steelers-Bills. Now, the Bills favored a lot in this game. (laughs) 10 points. They're favored by 10. Over-under is 36, so they think this is going to be a low-scoring game, partly because it's going to be cold as hell, because that's how it is in Buffalo in January, but also at the same time, the Steelers. They haven't been scoring points. They, they they clawed their way into the playoffs, somehow got all the breaks in the How last do they do week that, of the man. season. They got all the breaks. All the teams all they needed to lose lost. The Jaguars lost. Teams lost. So they were able to get in. And now, you know, it's 0-0 zero, zero anybody's chance, although this is the one game... We were talking about the last break there. There's no games. Every game go every which way. Besides this And then I said, wait a minute. Not not the Steelers-Bills game. Not the Steelers-Bills game. But again, a ton of intriguing storylines with that. And one of the intriguing storylines I want to get to you guys before you break down who's in, who's out, et cetera, et cetera, is Mike Tomlin. He's been there for a long time. And I know... Three coaches in the entirety of, yeah. the, of, the, of the Steelers. Nation. He's been there for a long time. And, and, and mind you, in my head, I never had a thought that he'd be going this season. I don't even think he deserves to be going this season. But all the vets are gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Belichick, gone.
2: Saban, gone. Carroll, gone. Everybody from yesteryear that we loved, it was in basketball it was a year ago. It was Or two years ago with Roy Williams and, and, and Coach K and everybody being gone at the same time. And I know Mike Tomlin. Ain't as old as these folks. Right. But he's been doing it for a long time. And I, I've heard a lot of whispers in Pittsburgh to say. is it 15 years? 14 or 15? Is it, is it 15? I feel like it's been longer. It might but, be. Longer. But <laughs> a long time. You would know. All right. A long time. And it's sort of to say, all right, a long time with one Super Bowl. And at what point did, do things get a little stale? Does he move on? For Since either, 08. For either one of you, do you think it would happen? When do you think it should happen? I'll start with you, Barrett, since you being the Pittsburgh Steeler
0: guy. I'm gonna tell you the truth, you know, I, I retired in uh, in 07, mm-hmm. he became the coach in 08, and he's never had a losing season. Mm-hmm. This year, I thought it was gonna be the first time he was gonna have a losing season, what happens? He's in the playoffs, unbelievable. So in saying that, he understands how to coach these younger guys, even though he was that bridge between I feel as the old regime to the new regime. he understands how to deal with these guys, so um would they would the Steelers push him out? I'm going to say no. He's good at what he does. If he wants to leave, that's another that's another topic. I mean it's been over 15, 16 years that he's been a coach, and I don't know i mean this is this is this is totally going to be his decision whether he wants to leave
2: or not. totally his decision. And I doubt he will What do, what do you think Dad?
1: If he leaves or is fired, I mean, I'll take him here in Philadelphia. I think is <laughs> an incredible coach. Um, but like, like you said, the, the vets are all out. You know, I was shocked to see Pete Carroll. I don't think anyone was shocked to see Bill Belichick and the Pats have parted ways, but, um, it really does seem like it's kind of a new era for coaching in the NFL. But Mike Tomlin, I mean, given minimal resources, look at his quarterback situation this past season. Yes. Um, and we talk, we give all the credit to the Browns as we should, but like Tomlin has gone through several quarterbacks as well. And they're still in the playoffs. It's impressive. So I don't think he's earned, um, being fired, but if he wants to go, that's another story. I don't think he does. I think that guy likes coaching in Pittsburgh. He, he still does a good job. Even if he might not have the personnel, he needs to be, you know, a top caliber contending team.
2: Listen, I don't think he'll be fired. I, I, I actually, I feel like 90% of me says he's not going to be fired, and 90% of me says he's not going to leave. With that said, I think they should part ways. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's a coaching aspiration date for every professional head Big Red, Andy Reid, right? right? Same way. I, yeah, right. Andy Reid. No matter who you are, after 15 years, maybe your your message gets stale, or maybe just something new needs to happen, right? So, in my opinion, the same thing with Bill Belichick, although that happened for a, a longer amount of time. I say to myself, OK, things are a little stale in Pittsburgh, right? Like how many coaches get to coach somewhere, win a Super Bowl in their first couple of years and then not win another Super Bowl or not even go to the Super Bowl in another decade? Right. Normally, if that's the situation, they're going to say, we got to go. We got to try something different. We got to rebuild. We have to do something else. Right. And I feel like they're at that point where Mike Tomlin would be better served as saying, you know what? My message would be better in Philadelphia. I have a better chance to win another Super Bowl in another location. <laughs> And Pittsburgh has a better chance of winning another Super Bowl with another head coach. It's just an expiration date on all things in life when it comes to coaching in the professional ranks. You don't see anybody coach somewhere for 20, 20 20-plus years in the professional rankings. And it still be successful and it still be fresh and it still be brand new. The steal away is always going to get you to a playoff, but it's not going to get you a Super Bowl at this point. Right, right. Right. Like we've seen it over and over and over again. So I just think it's time for him to go to another situation where it's fresh, it's new. He has a different scenario and he can create something that he hasn't created before. And he'll have a better chance at furthering his legacy with a Super Bowl if he goes somewhere else. It's funny you said that. You said something
0: Stealer way. And that's that's definitely something that um you 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 when you come in that organization, you feel that when you step into that organization, you know, with coward leading to him, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, they have that stealer way. And I think that the stealer way has kind of been railroaded a little bit. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you are right with that, you know, with that take because it's no longer the stealer way. You know what I'm saying? That's not what that's not the football you see out there is not the stealer way that I'm accustomed to seeing it. That I saw with 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 Coward that I you know seen with him, and it you know it, it just hasn't been that way for a while. I think for since you know, no even the last two years of Ben Ben Roethlisberger's tenure, mm. I think the steelaway away was kind of fading away after that. You know before that, yeah. So yeah, you know that has been has been
2: leaving slowly but surely. I, again, I just think a fresh <clears throat> break is good for everybody. Yeah. It's good for Bill Belichick if he goes to the Chargers or somewhere else. It's just a better Fresh new situation where everybody can think outside the box and do new things for themselves, both coaches and the organization. Let's get to the actual game. TJ Watt ain't playing, that, and they're one and eight. That is that is devastating for the Pittsburgh Steelers because that's the game game record, the game changer, the guy who gives that Pittsburgh defense defense a chance. Mason Rudolph will be your starter. How much can the offense can do? How much can they drag this game out? How can how sloppy can this make this game? How sloppy can they make this game be in order to be in the game? Devin, how do you see this game going? What are some of the props that you may pick in this one?
1: I think that this game has potential to be closer than the line reflects and than a lot of people expect it to be. I could see the Steelers covering. I do think the Bills will win. They have everything going in their favor. They've got the momentum. They're playing their best football at the right time right now. Um, And as you mentioned, you know, the 1-9 and record without – TJ Watt, not great for the Steelers, especially going up against Josh Allen and this Bill's offense. Um, I do like a a few props in this game, starting with Dalton Kincaid. I like over 36 and a half receiving yards for him. The Steelers defense is not good at stopping opposing tight ends. Um, they are, I believe, bottom 10 in the league. Oh, giving up over 100 rate to tight ends. Uh, so I know Dawson Knox has also been injured throughout the season, but a yep. few plays also take his props. James Cook has also been the difference maker for this Bills offense. So I like over 65 and a half rush yards for James Cook. Steelers also not great at stopping mobile quarterbacks. If you want to take Josh Allen's rush yards, go for it. Uh, and Najee Harris, I know he's been. In and out of practice, uh, questionable for for today. But if he plays over fifty eight and a half rush yards, I'm absolutely taking that one. I do have the Bills winning this one and advancing to the next round, though.
2: Yeah, pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and I um, I mean, I like those props too. Of course, you know, my tight ends, my tight ends. You know, I love my tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> but Dalton Kincaid has become a sure, monster I love system. Titan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> no, but Dalton Kincaid has been balling ever since Knox gave him an opportunity when he got hurt to, to really become um, Josh Allen's, you know, one of his favorite targets, and he's a big target. He's a receiver more so than a tight end. He can't block worth two dead flies, but he's he's definitely <laughs> one of those guys that can go out there and control the middle of the field. And And right now, you know, with, with um, Fitzpatrick, you know, not being healthy as he should be right now, mm-hmm. um, it, it it'll be good that, you know, Taking his props, you know, he'll do, he'll do very well. 35 and a half is, is, is just too easy. But also, you know, flipping over to uh Muth, Pat Fryermouth, We know that, you know, Mason Rudolph has to be able to get the ball out of his hands quick with the way that defense rushes and that defensive line rushes. So he'll be a major target, you know, for, for uh, Mason Rudolph. So I like his, you know, 20 and a half receiving yards. James Cook rushing that's how they've been winning these last couple of games. That's why they won. You know, majority of the games they played in because his ability to run the rock. So, when you look at you know his rushing yards, 66 and a half, they won't be successful unless he has right around that 100 yard mark. So yeah, I'm I'll, I'll take the 66 and a half yards rushing. Najee is tough because I really gonna I'm, I'm really gonna take Jalen Warren with um. 36-and-a-half, I, I don't think I'll touch 59-and-a-half uh, for, for Najee Harris. But I will take Jalen Warren, 36-and-a-half, rushing. Um, you know, I think that's a safe, safe bet going there. But then after that, you know, Stephon Diggs, he just hasn't been doing it for the past five games. They've been running the Rock, so they have not need him to be that game-breaking wide receiver. But 61-and-a-half, that's a lot of yards to a team that likes to blitz a lot, and he hasn't been doing much. So, I mean I'm not going to touch his 61-and-a-half. George Pickens, 39 and a half receiving yards. I'll take that all day, all day. He is their weapon. He is their offense. So uh, I, I take. That. I think that's a safe bet.
2: Yeah, this, again, one in, I believe, nine without uh, TJ Watt since 2018. So yeah. one in nine, not one eight, but one in nine. <laughs> one in nine. Like, it's, it's <laughs> going to be a tough, tough road for them. And, again, their Pittsburgh is in the situation they want yeah. in regards to what's going on. All right, the, the weather, what's it, the high of twenty six you're dealing with snow flurries and and and, and uh and rain the yeah. entire time they've been dealing that in that with buffalo over the entire weekend so snow flurries rain bad weather the wind's going to be over 20 miles per hour so it's going to feel e- even colder so you know again Josh Allen has a strong arm so he could be okay but the passing game is going to be affected that's what the pittsburgh steelers want to do yep. that's how they want to muck up this game and keep it close so i can see the pittsburgh steelers covering in this game you can drive from from buffalo to pittsburgh in like four hours so it's not much
0: (laughs) difference in the weather they have in pittsburgh and what Mm -hmm. they have in buffalo so it's like they're they're used to that anyway
2: it's nasty which is funny because this is not the 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 best weather for how buffalo is built right right buffalo they can play in this weather but you know they have a lot of fancy skill weapons that want to play in decent weather or better better weather in order to perform well so i can see the pittsburgh still is covering in this game I think it's going to be a tight game. I think that over-under is tight. 36 is, going to me, going to be around what it's potentially going to be. But I'll stay away from that. But the run game, James Cook, 66-and-a-half in a tutty. Uh, I'll and take a it. tutty. Yeah, I'll take it. Right? Josh Allen, 38-and-a-half rushing. I'll take it because that's what he's been doing. And that's how they're going to potentially win this game, right? And an anytime tutty, Josh Allen always gets like, like, that's what he does. He's the jail and hurts of this. Like, this right, is uh, right. the AFC. It's what he always does. So from the red zone on in, 20 on in. Red zone on in, that's what they do. So James Cook over 66 and a half. Josh Allen over 38 and a half. I'm going to go Najee Harris, too, with over 50 and a half. I'm going to go with the alternative. I think this is going to be a lot of rushing the ball. Uh, they're going to pass the ball sparingly. You already know that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, pass the ball sparingly. But I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to have a great passing right. game. Because of the conditions that they're in, and again, I know they're used to it, but but yeah. this is again snowy, bad wind over twenty. Don't expect the kickers to do very well in this game, right? If you're going to get the ball at the thirty-five yard line. They're going to say, "Don't kick the ball." We got to go for it or punt it. And also, um,
0: Deion Dawkins, he's practiced, but you know, we he's he's Shout hurt out the right Temple right Temple Temple grad there Yep, starting left tackle. <laughs> that's 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 tough. That's tough. And Rasul Douglas is also kind of hampered a little bit. You know, the corner cat pack came in, you know, former Eagle. Mm-hmm. He has been balling. Once he left Philadelphia, he's been balling, but he's, he's, uh, he's kind of hurt a little bit also. Let so. me
2: ask y'all this. It's always risky to take, but I feel like it's not risky in this. I'll ask you first, Devin. Turnovers. Do we want to what? bet on some Josh Allen interceptions and some Mason Rudolph interceptions? That'd be probably the safest bet you can get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, right? like you you mentioned, a Josh Allen anytime touchdown is is a given
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in most games. So is a Josh Allen interception, right? He has an amazing <laughs> ability to be a great quarterback while turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Um, you know what? Yeah, I could see this Steelers' defense picking Josh Allen off at least once, uh, their pass rush is really strong. I don't know how strong they're gonna be without TJ watt, right? That's like the X factor in how well this Steelers defense is able to contain Josh Allen and the bills offense. Steelers defense has 16 interceptions in their last 17 games. Josh Allen has thrown the most interceptions in his career this season. So odds aren't really working in his favor here. So yeah, I'll take a Josh Allen interception.
2: Listen, Josh I again, 20, the, the miles per hour is supposed to be in between 20 and 35, right? Mm-hmm. So if they do decide, and I think it's going to be a heavy run game, but when they do decide to pass the ball, interceptions,
1: just come on, well, to me, yeah. book it. That plus, you mentioned Stefan Diggs has not been putting up big numbers lately, and Gabe Davis is banged up. So aside from Dalton Kincaid, his receivers are kind of unreliable heading into this one plus the weather.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to see. All right, coming up next. Packers-Cowboys. That's what we're discussing. Packers-Cowboys. The Packers, red hot going into this game. Red hot. Jordan Love, unbelievable. Can they upset the Dallas Cowboys who like to (coughs) choke it up? All right, coming up next, the Sunday spread. Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barry Brooks. Super wild card weekend. Next, Packers-Cowboys. All right. 2C versus 7C situation. The Cowboys favoring this game, 7.5. The over-under is 50.5, all right? Packers red-hot. Jordan Love of one of three quarterbacks who threw for 30 touchdowns this season. Unbelievable, all right? He's been really, really sneakily good after having a rough first half of the season. Gets his Green Bay Packers in the playoff. The Cowboys, we know what they do. They're great against bad teams, eh, against good teams. Barrett, what do you think you're going to see out of this game? I'm gonna see the Dallas receivers
0: just catch all over, uh, <laughs> go ham. Their their, their defense, because uh, I mean I, I don't think that Green Bay's defense is stacked enough to handle a CD Lamb. So you know they're just not stacked enough. You know to to really stop CD. So I mean even you know I would go with any prop best with 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 CD. I think it's almost 100 yards, 96 like 90, and a half. 96 and a half for for him. Um, They can't stop him. Brandon Cook's 41 and a half. It'll be a safe bet he'll get at least 50. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, I look at Aaron Jones. He doesn't have healthy receivers. The two young receivers, you know, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, maybe they've been hampered with with, with injuries. And, you know, although, you know, Aaron Jones is back and and that's the reason why they're winning right now, because Aaron Jones is a monster. I know you wouldn't touch him for the a 10-foot pole earlier in the season now, you know, but, but, Dev, you know, <laughs> I would take his rushing yard 69 and a half. I'd go with it. Ooh, it's a <laughs> lot. But I, I, I would go with it because Aaron Jones is a weapon, a weapon, you know. So this is a tough game because I know Dallas will win, but CD's going to go off. Uh, Tony Pollard, 61 and a half, he's going to go off also. And also Ricky, Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Doddle, Doddle, do, do, Doddle, Doddle, yeah, uh, Rico a mm-hmm. seventeen and a half. It's like kicking candy away from a baby, man. That's easy, easy. He's gonna average probably fifty yards this game.
2: He should, he should get, he should get enough carries. Yeah, he yeah, should get so, five you know, or six carries. So Russian
0: props are the, are the ticket in this game. You know, both, well, all three running backs. You know, and I'm saying with Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, and Doddle, all the, they'll reach all their marks. You know, seventeen and a half with Doddle. Sixty one and a half with Tony Pollard and Aaron Jones sixty nine and a half. I would take all three of those. But then receiving CeeDee Lamb,
2: ninety six and a half, he'll have over a hundred easy.
0: But uh, you know, and Brandon Cooks forty one and a half, I'll
2: go with them also. Okay. Deb, what you like? What what you think about in this game?
1: So is anyone else kind of shocked at how low the spread is? Like Dallas minus seven and a half. They're eight, zero at home, just given how much Vegas has favored the Cowboys in, in games past in the regular season, right? Like they're favored by what? 13 and a half against the commanders, home, uh, and I know yeah. this is a way so it's a little different, but like, I don't know if you're gonna give the, the Buffalo bills 10 points. I'm just surprised that it's only at seven and a half. Uh, that being said, I do think they're gonna win and cover those seven and a half points. The one thing green Bay has working in their favor. Well, they have a few things working in their favor. The biggest thing is that they're kind of playing with house money. No one expected them to be here. And with this Dallas team choking in the playoffs, you know, anything really can happen, um, especially when you look back at, at past Dallas Green Bay playoff matchups, whether it's in Dallas or not, uh, it truly is anyone's game. That being said, I just don't think that the Green Bay defense can contain this Dallas offense. It's first in points per game, second and third down conversions. CeeDee Lamb. I agree with barrett taking over 96 and a half receiving yards he's averaging almost 103 receiving yards per game this season (laughs) crazy right (laughs) Uh, insane jake ferguson taking over 41 and a half yards packers defense is 23rd in defense against tight ends um i will say for the packers i'll take aaron jones over 69 and a half rush yards he had over 110 rush yards in week 18. And you mentioned there was the Packers receivers not being healthy. You should all, like, we should consider the fact that they are still playing really well. Jordan love has over a hundred rate in the last seven of eight games. Jaden Reed, his receiver 80 plus yards in back-to-back games. Unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to be enough to overcome this, uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. So I like the Cowboys in this one, but also a few fun fun props on both sides.
2: Yeah, I like the Cowboys, too. Although I just again, it's something about it says uh, the Packers can do something. Right. But but it, it, I think this game is going to go over the 50 and a half. I think it's going to go over 50 and a half and I think it's going to be a scoring game And because it's going to be a scoring game. I don't think Aaron Jones gets his prop. I would go under with Aaron Jones because I think the Packers mm-hmm. are going to be playing some catch up football. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to get over 96 and a half. I like that. I think. uh Rico Dattle is, is going to get over 17 and a half because he's going to get some backup carries, especially if this team goes up uh, late by two scores. He'll get a couple couple of carries because he'll lean on the, the run game. I think uh, Jake Ferguson will get over, I think it's 42, 50, 41 and a half or 42 and a half. I think he gets that because I think there's going to be a lot of early scoring in this game by the Dallas Cowboys. And, the, and then the Jordan Love's going to play catch up. So I think Jordan Love is going to get over 248 and a half passing yards. I think he'll end up getting a lot of empty stats because of that. And right. he's going to be throwing a lot. All right, we're down by two scores, and it's the second half. I got to let the ball loose. I got to let it go. And some yards will be had because of that. So that's sort of how I'm. my mindset is in this game. Dallas scores early, early in this game. Green Bay Packers are all of a sudden down by 10. They're playing catch up. And, they're, and Jordan Love is going to have a lot of potentially empty yards in this game. Uh, And they're going to continue like that while the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of running the ball in the in the fourth quarter, which will allow that and and potentially uh, Tony Pollard to get those running yards at the end of the game. So that's sort of my mindset going into betting this game is it's catch up by the Green Bay Packers and it's going to be maybe they'll have a chance to cover at the end, but it won't be a real cover. You know what I mean? Like Dallas Cowboys will be up by 13 and maybe they get something super late. But it's gonna be that type of game. What do, what do you, Deb, What do you think about my synopsis on that?
1: See, I just if if I were the Cowboys and like I was Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, I wouldn't even given how much I've choked in the postseason and especially the history against the Green Bay Packers, I wouldn't trust. Like, I don't think I I'd, I'd let let off, let off the gas at all. Like, I I wouldn't pull starters even if I was up by like two touchdowns at the end of the game. Like I would just keep pushing pedal to the metal. Cause like we mentioned earlier in this segment, Mike McCarthy's job could be on the line if, if the Cowboys somehow fumble the bag in this postseason run and, and get upset by the green Bay Packers or let them even come back in a game and make it closer than a lot of people expect. Remember this team has been beating up on bad teams. I'm not saying the Packers are a bad team. They've been beating up on lesser teams throughout the entire season. Yep. winning by double digits so I, to let the packers come back in a playoff game i just don't know if i see that happening
0: absolutely i mean this this that's this dallas team beats up on bad teams very very well and I, I you know even though the way that the packers have been playing thus far I just don't see him as a good team. And I think that Dallas will just beat up on him, like I said.
2: And and, and one thing, and and shout out to Kev mentioning it, uh, their kicker, Aubrey, missed two field goals last week. Oh. He was perfect all season. Wouldn't it be the Dallas Cowboy way? Yes. The Dallas (laughs) Cowboy way to all of a sudden get into a close game where all of a sudden their field goal kicker who was perfect all season long, the field goal kicker who's going to the Pro Bowl, the field goal kicker who's going to be an All-Pro, to all of a sudden get the yips and miss field goals and extra points throughout this game. Like, wouldn't that be the perfect Dallas Cowboy storyline that they've had over the last, what, 27 years? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, isn't that I what love, we want to see?
1: I would absolutely. love. I, that is absolutely what I want to see. <laughs> I will, trust me. If if I get to watch the Packers beat the Cowboys, I will be so happy. Like, I don't even care what happens with the Eagles the as a the season. I, <laughs> I would love to see the Cowboys get bounced in the wild card round. Uh, I unfortunately just don't know if that's gonna happen.
2: That's how you know it's real hate. Yeah. When, when when you like, long as your team loses, I'm okay with my team loses. I I would be yeah, more I mean, happy my, with
1: my team's playing like trash right now. So <laughs> at this point, it's like the best I can hope for.
2: they yeah, yeah. said, I will be more happy with 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 y'all losing than my team winning. That's that's, how... that's, that's that is hate.
0: That's that's a, that's that's a. <laughs> Eagles fan. I mean, I I give you an ada ah, da for that, bro. That is that is amazing, amazing,
2: Dev. So ah, a da, da for you. I'm
0: telling you.
1: That's Thank me. you. Uh, yeah. and,
2: and and the, the storyline we didn't mention is the Mike McCarthy ball. Yeah. Like every every game has a ball where it's like a, right. a former guy, yes. former head coach just gets to come in and, and, and do some damage and play for your team. and that's why I can't see the Packers upsetting the Cowboys. Right. There's no let. There's no way that you don't play for Mike McCarthy the way you need to play for Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy knows, knows a lot still in that building. Yes, exactly. He knows a lot still in that building. So again, seven, and we all have have it being a cover, seven and a half. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. yeah easy Yeah, easy Dev yeah. you too easy so this is another double easy digits. one. yep double digits this is another easy one you don't think it's gonna be a tight game on this sunday again i think it could be tricky i think Kev bringing up those those field goal field goal kicks and stuff like that like again i know they're at home 8-0 at home but this, <laughs> this is what the cowboys do right yeah Dak Prescott got those interceptions in the playoffs that's what this is what they do it's just i'm just saying that's, that's all I'm saying. Maybe it's just me being hopeful, being a hater like Dev, but that's that's where we are. Yeah, the there spread.
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, coming up next, we got the Stafford Bowl. Right, again, you couldn't write it. Good job by the script writers this year. They're doing a great they're job. job. Rams-Lions, the Matthew Stafford Bowl. Rams, the hottest team around, facing the Lions, who are willing to bite your kneecaps off to win this game. We'll get to that next. Once again, it's the Sunday spread. Devin Caney, Sean Bell barrett Books presented by bet mgm all right we're back we're back with the matthew stafford ball. all right this and this is a rare situation where everybody won like yeah. everyone won in this trade the rams got themselves a super bowl and the lions now have the best team that they've constructed in the past ever have right yeah. like ever yeah like not including the 60s right <laughs> like, like since the since the 70s right even this team is better than the barry sanders teams yeah, it, it, I, I would say yes. Right, they yes. had Scott Mitchell, <laughs> okay, Barry, Herman Moore, right. Like this team is better than those teams. I, have, I played.
0: Teams. I played on, on one of them teams there. You know, uh, Herman Moore and sorry Barry. I, I mean, we were sorry. pretty good. We made it to playoffs. Who was the linebacker. They
2: had that, that that I loved.
0: Linebacker. They had a um, linebacker.
2: They had a linebacker that I really liked. Back uh, in this is Spielman. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Chris Spillman. Chris I'm thinking about Chris Spillman. My boy
0: Boyd, Stephen
2: Boyd. is yeah, Boyd, a yeah. linebacker there. I was thinking Chris Spillman yeah. growing up. That was a guy that I was looking at. But again, Rams, Ohio Lions. State guy. Uh-huh. Lions. Favorite in this game by only three. At home by only three. So really, they think this is an even matchup. Right. They got a lot of scoring going down in this game. 51 and a half. Barrett, I'll start with you. What you like, what you don't like. Again, four field. Lions I, haven't had this in a long, long time. They are going to be hungry. Those fans are going to be hungry, happy, and ready to go.
0: I, you know, just to be honest, I don't know if Aaron Glenn's defense can can handle. You know, the the weapons that they have at Puka Nakua. You've been um, on Aaron Glenn's defense all year long. Yeah, man. I mean, Cooper Cup. You know, and 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 you're looking at. You know, when you look at how this this defense is constructed. Yes, you have a boss rushing the passer. You just don't have enough everywhere else. You know what I mean? And, and you know, Pugan cool is 76 and a half. I'm, I'm willing to bet that both he and Cooper Cup is 69 and a half. Those are pretty good bets mm-hmm. receiving. I mean, to say that, but then to turn back right around and look at the rushing bets, uh, Williams, 81 and a half uh, rushing yards. I mean, that's a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Almost uh, Almost 80 yards. A piece on these guys, and then, uh, uh, you know, 80 yards rushing also. I mean, where's all this offense coming from? Yeah. That's because Aaron Glenn's defense, I don't think, can stop them. So, uh, I'm at the point now where, I mean, I, I like, I really do like what Detroit has done and how they've constructed <laughs> their guys together. But, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know if they can stop anybody, you know, on that side of the ball. I know that they are very talented on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I'm in Ross St. Brown we're talking about one of the most disrespected guys at the wide receiver position in a long time 89 and a half why cuz he's a baller 89 and a half receiving I think he gets easily he's almost unstoppable he got he got you know he really got juiced in the uh, in the pro bowl selection mm-hmm. he's not you know he's an alternate which is crazy to me you know what i mean he should be um he should be in the pro bowl not as an alternate but as as, as a starter so i'm gonna say brown eighty nine and a half i i i would go with that i would also go with um david montgomery fifty five and a half and then Jameer gibbs fifty five uh 51 and a half, rushing a lot of offense not a lot of defense and um man this is that's that's tough man i i, I do see i do see detroit winning the game with the points
2: okay still got detroit you gave, you gave detroit a lot of negative Press right there, but you ended up <laughs> picking them. I was like, I, I up, don't know where is this going because with the offense,
0: you know, the offense that they're gonna have out there, I mean, fifty five and a half and fifty one and a half yards rushing. I mean, they'll have they'll have a, almost two hundred yards rushing the rock, and then you know, Amari Brown, he'll have a he'll have a hundred. You know, they won't be able to stop anybody else. Okay, so, feeling
2: real confident. You feel? What are you feeling confident in, Dev?
1: So this is one of those games that I keep going back and forth on. I do have, I'll start off and say I have the Lions winning this one. Um, in my bracket, I have the Lions advancing. But the more I look at it, the more I could easily convince myself that the Rams can pull off an upset here. Um, there's just so many storylines. As as an outsider watching, like I'm sure as a Lions or Rams fan, it probably makes it a little bit more stressful, but still exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Both these offenses have been so fun to watch lions all season, uh, LA, the back half of the season has really been getting hot offensively. Um, I, both of them have things to play for. It's technically a payback game for, for both the script writers just like really went off with this one. <laughs> um, the thing is, I think the Rams defense just has more leaks than the lions defense. Uh, I believe the Lions also got C.J. Gardner-Johnson back off injured reserve right in oh. time for this season. Wow. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be back and forth. And, look, getting into a shootout with Matthew Stafford in that Rams offense is not necessarily something you want to do. It's not going to be a comfortable game whatsoever. Uh, I do like a few props in this one. I like David Montgomery over 54.5 rush yards. He's averaging half, 20 yards over than what it's listed as on BetMGM. MGM. Uh, Barrett mentioned Amon Rossing Brown over 87 and a half receiving yards, uh, almost 70% hit rate on that one. Absolutely taking it. Kyron Williams for the Rams has been going off. Um, just watching this guy play, especially in the last few games, he has just been stacking up those yards. So I like over 82 and a half rush yards for Kyron Williams. He's averaging 95.3 rush yards per game throughout the season. And our guy Pookie Puka Nakua got to go with him. We're <laughs> fading Cooper Cup. Don, we can't trust Cooper Cup. No, you can't trust. Pookie's the guy. 76 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking that all day. But I do have the Lions ultimately winning this one.
2: I'm sorry, I got to go against you guys. I'm sorry, got to go against the family. I'm going with mm. the Rams in this game. I'm going with the mm. Rams for one. Now you got to explain this to me. The Detroit Lions haven't been a team with the over 500 records since October. They've played nobodies, and that was the Buccaneers in October, in week seven. That's the last time they beat a team that you can consider decent. They have only three wins against teams with over 500 records, and again, that was early in the season, and two of those teams was the Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, teams with barely over 500 records, and by the way, the Green Bay Packers stunk at the beginning of the season, so they didn't beat the Green Bay Packers when the Green Bay Packers were good. So the Detroit Lions, as much as the Dallas Cowboys, as much as the Miami Dolphins, have fed off of bad teams all season long. And even that Kansas City Chiefs win, when they won 21-20 to early in the season, one of their wins over a 500 team was against a Kansas City Chiefs team that, one, ain't that good, are right, realizing, right. and two, played without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. So that ain't even a real win over a team that's actually good. The right? first game of the season. First game of the season. So... The Detroit Lions haven't proven themselves to me like other teams have had to prove themselves. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the the Rams had had – I was about to call them the St. Louis Rams. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the LA, L.A. Rams had to go through actual teams. That had, they had their 6-7. and seven, their six, They won six out of their last seven, and they played really well against the top echelon teams. They only lost to the Ravens by six in that time span, and they were uh, up. In the fourth quarter in that game so because of that and to add on to the fact that detroit lions defensively ain't that good and matthew stafford can rip apart that defense and rip apart it any way he wants i feel really good about the rams doing what they need to do and playing keep away from that detroit team because that detroit offense is great right Kyron williams is balling like 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 we just said like like devin just said kyron williams has been balling uh i think he's second in the league when it comes to rushing yards Over 81-and-a-half, to me, I think I would plug that because I think he's going to get the ball. I think he's going to get it a lot to keep the ball away from that Detroit Lions offense. And I just think the know-how of Sean McVay, the know-how of Matthew Stafford.
0: Been there before, the experience. Been there before, done that
2: before, and Detroit has it. So, again, I think it's going to be ruckus. I think Detroit's going to have a boost at the beginning of the game. But I tell you what, at some point, Detroit's going to get punched. And that fan base is going to be as nervous as it can be. Because that fan base ain't used to being here. They're used to being disappointed. They haven't had a playoff win since, I believe, 1991. Right? So so if the St. Louis Rams have a chance, St. Louis, excuse me. I'm going to call them St. Louis anyway. They belong in St. Louis. If the St. Louis Rams, (laughs) if the St. Louis Rams hops up early on this team, Detroit is going to look at themselves like, oh, my goodness. Not again. Not again. Not again. And all the air is going to be taken out of that dome and the St. Louis Rams are gonna roll to a victory. You needed some convincing. Did I convince y'all at all? Was there any did no, I give I mean, y'all anything? What you said makes makes
0: so much sense, you know, considering the fact that, you know, you gotta you got the experience of being there. The experience of a head coach who's smart as hell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he this guy can he can tell you about games, specific times, specific plays yardage and everything. You know, he's one of those savant type of guys, you know. And Matthew Stafford, man, you know, we talked about it in a break. He's one of those guys, man, that you can you can rely on him when he gets hot to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You're absolutely right, mm-hmm. man. Once he gets hot. And the receivers that he has, you know, Puka Natura, I mean, come on now. I mean, this this rookie, you know, is unbelievable. And Cooper Cup, just when we fade him like we've been fading him, Right, Dev? We're going to fade him again. Mm-hmm. He's going to go off because we faded him. Watch what I tell you. I mean, that's what he <laughs> yeah. likes to do. He doesn't like me. Play, yeah. He doesn't like yeah. me. He disrespects me week in, week
2: out. So I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game when I don't bet on him. But again, right. I like Matt Stafford over over 275 to get that. I, I, like, I like Kyron Williams to go over 80. I think a lot of offense is going to be had in this game. I take that back. I won't take the Matt Stafford because I think the running game is going to be such a big deal, but I do think Matt Stafford's gonna get around two fifty. So, Dev, did that did I, you know?
1: Look, I could be easily convinced either way. So yeah, you did kind of <laughs> get me here. Unfortunately, I already I already submitted my playoff bracket and I had the Lions winning. But like if the Rams come out and upset them, I won't be shocked at all. I'm also not I don't really have like an emotional allegiance to either of these teams. So I'm just hoping for a really good football game. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. And Matthew Stafford's not someone, like I said, you want to get in a shootout with. With that offense, with Puka Nakua, with Kyron Williams, they just have so many offensive weapons. And then especially with the Lions likely being down one offensive weapon, Sam Laporta, because they played him in a meaningless game in Week 18, uh, that's just one more disadvantage for the Lions facing this Rams team. So, yeah, I think the Rams can absolutely upset the Lions.
0: Well, yeah. see, That's that's I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I mean... That's a lot of the reason why I'm I'm going with Detroit, and not necessarily because you know I'm, I'm thinking with my heart more so than you know common sense. Because realistically, this Ram team is hot. I mean, hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at a guy, you know, ex-teammate of mine, you know, the head coach, of the ex-teammate of mine, you know, with Detroit, I play. I mean, I played in Detroit. You know, I mean, it's so many things. You know that you know pulling on the heartstrings, and the mere fact that sure, I've been hating and the on Rams Aaron
1: Glenn just recently won a Super Bowl. Right, so the right. Lions haven't even been in the playoffs in like, what, 30 plus years? So yeah, it, it may, you always want to root for the underdog, I feel. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Not me, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> always want <wondering. laughs> to. Nope, you could care sometimes, less about Yeah, sometimes the underdog needs to be under. Sometimes the underdog needs to be under. Okay? that's where you belong underdogs <laughs> stay there and, and watch the big boys you know what I mean I never want to root for the uh, like I'm not that guy i the underdogs no you want Dan Campbell to sit next to me next week man. S- sit down boy <laughs> sit down fam I yeah underdog I'm, I don't I didn't root for Rudy I didn't want Rudy to get in the game at the end of the movie said, terrible, no man. stay that's stay terrible, on the sideline Rudy watch the big boys play where you belong huh? where you belong all right forget all of that all right, I, I don't want to see uh, George Mason go to the Final Four. What are we talking about here? Right, I want to right. see Duke. I want to see North Carolina. But those are the teams I want to see in the Final Four. So yeah, I'm sorry guys, I am, I am. I didn't root for Rocky. I did I then didn't.
1: come on. I, I root for Drago. That's the for... philadelphia oh,
2: it, it is Rocky's the most overrated thing in Philadelphia history. Alright.
1: I actually don't disagree. I was just talking about <laughs> this. I just watched Rocky for the first time a few weeks ago.
2: Not that good.
1: That's
2: pretty damn that right there. Not <laughs> that good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: And he doesn't win the first. In the first, the first, first Rocky, he doesn't win.
1: He didn't win the last fight. Nor should it's he. It's like it's like not a good movie. It, it was just very underwhelming. I was like, that was it. Especially if you, you have a statue of this guy. And that, Especially that if you
2: it, watch it now. It. If you watch it now in today's eyes, you're like, uh, OK. Right. right? Like, like, I'm sure
1: at the time it was a lot better. But now it's like, kind of a dud.
2: Yeah, yeah. I rooted for Rocky to lose every movie.
1: OK, Forget I don't know if I'd go that far. We're getting <laughs> You, you,
2: you like Ivan Drog Dra- Yes, <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> Mohawk. up, yeah, crush him. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I so did, and, and I know Detroit's like, nah, because again, they probably feel like it's this year, Michigan. Just wins the national title. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Michigan wins the national title. So I know all uh Michigan people feel like it's their year for everything.
0: Me and Deb work with a guy, you know, does their their eagles I mean their um their Wolverine sideline radio. Mm. You know, mm. so you know, he's 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 pretty happy right now. You know, mm-hmm. our guy's pretty oh,
1: happy. Oh, I'm sure. Right I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> move on.
0: Hey, look at y'all don't sound happy for him. I can't because my yeah. guys my guys did we they did win. Kansas State they did win.
2: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. They uh,
0: did win the.
1: And that was definitely the best bowl of bowl season. That, that, that Pop Tart mascot Pop-Tart. is haunting. Yes,
2: yes, it was actually, eat the it was, mascot. It was. It was. It was, it was <laughs> that sounds. That sounds crazy. Paul. <laughs> that sounds crazy <laughs> right now. But yes, that's that's some of the things that were going down. I, right. all right, we gotta go. But next. Your Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Teams coming in not hot. We talked about all these other teams coming in hot. Both of these teams are coming in cold, freezing. All right, so we're going to discuss who's going to get out of the freezer and win that game. Coming up next, once again, it's the Sunday spread. Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back. Sunday spread, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks. Time to get into it. All right, I I texted Dev during the game last week during halftime. Well, not texted her, I tweeted her. She said not now, Sean. Not now. I ain't happy. Don't tweet me nothing. Don't say nothing. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to see your face. She didn't say that, but that's that's how I felt that's right. Good. That, that that's how I figured. Yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty accurate. I think that was pretty accurate. The Eagles coming into this uh, leaking. I right, leaking all the oil in the world. Right now, losing to the Giants, losing to the Cardinals. They lost, what was it, five out of their last six, I believe it was. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they made the playoffs, but it ain't like they a well-oiled machine. They beat the Panthers 9-0. 9-0 to the worst team in football. So the Buccaneers haven't been playing well either. But they're playing each other with a chance to win. Philadelphia favored in this game by three. By Just three, being the Philadelphia Eagles. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Barrett, I, you, you went off a little bit in, in the beginning of the show. What are you seeing from this game? I'm seeing two teams that don't really need to be in the playoffs right now. <laughs> and and, it, and, it's, and
0: it's 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 terrible because, you know, of course, you know, as an analyst and I break down film and when I watch film, um, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, non-betting, I'm talking about the effort and enthusiasm it takes to play in the NFL. I don't see it on the Eagle side of the ball, which makes me think, you can't just turn it on. This has been something that's been lasting all year. Yes, those, they went 10 and two, but in that 10 and two, I never saw them play dominant football, except for against this Tampa Bay team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So is that the only outlier in which they played hard? They played, you know, the way it's are supposed to play, they ran the ball. So it's really hard for me to pick this game and and, and, and when I, when I look at, you know, into the props, you know, I just don't see any good things either way. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm looking at Mike Evans. He's going to get his 67 and a half receiving yards. Godwin's going to get his 54 and a half. Why? Because this Eagles defense absolutely sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, you can go Rashad White rushing yards, 64 and a half. I'm going to go with it. I'll go with that rushing prop. So when I look at Eagles maybe winning this game? No, cuz we can't stop anybody on 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 their offense. So I hate to say it, but I I'm, I'm I'm going with uh the cover. With Tampa Bay. I'm going with the cover. I can't rely on none
2: of the receivers. You, I know you're going with the cover. So you're going with the Bucks to win also? Yes, the Bucks Ooh. to win also.
0: Ooh. I mean both receivers outlined in red right now. They're both hurt. Both Brown and Smith are hurt right now, and it doesn't matter if Swift is hurt or not, or you know he's back from his sickness because we're not going to use him anyways. <laughs> we're not going to run the ball, even though our two best receivers are hurt right now. We're not going to run the ball. You got a guy in Swift that is an impact player. His rushing props aren't even going to be up. So I mean, I, I, at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. In a good place when it comes to my Philadelphia Eagles right now, not a good place at all. Not wow. a good place. At all. Wow,
2: Dev, are you, well, you going? <laughs>
1: Dev, are you going to give us some cheer? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say some inside baseball here. Our producer Kevin, our notes is like, is it giving Phillies wild card vibes? Like, can Devin give an epic rant? Um, so, for those who don't know, the Phillies were the wild card last season and made it to the world series and lost uh unfortunately I just don't I don't think that that's in the cards for this Eagles team you know how the Phillies were the wild card and made it to the world series because they had that magic and I think that magic that it takes for a team to go far in the postseason um is all team chemistry and the Eagles don't seem to have a bit of team chemistry a bit of Trusting their coaches, a bit of trusting themselves right now. Uh, they are just looking dysfunctional at every level, especially de- uh, defensively. You Barrett mentioned the last time they played the Bucs. Last time the Eagles played the Bucs, it was one of their only wins where it was like a handedly like Eagles win. They beat them 25 to 11. They ran the ball down the Bucks' throats. DeAndre Swift had 130 rush yards on 16 carries. Uh, I'm not sure what happened since then. That was in week three of the regular season. And now going into this super wild card weekend, the Eagles are just looking like a totally different dysfunctional team. Yep. Um, Barrett yep. mentioned Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, both injured. If they do play, probably not going to be a hundred percent. The Eagles defense can't stop anything. Mike Evans, take his over. Like he's, we've talked all season about how he's, doesn't get the respect he deserves just from analysts and, and betting wise, but he is an incredible wide receiver uh, and Chris Godwin, like they're, they're gonna throw the ball all over this Eagles defense because they can, the Eagles defense got crushed by the New York giants last week. So no, unfortunately I don't have a, an epic, uh, inspiring speech. I also have the bucks winning. I just want this Eagle season. To be over so they can clean house coaching wise and hopefully you know start oh, fresh and a season next year
2: is that a segment right there wow you, you you got people being fired well i think the coordinator's gonna get fired you got nick sirianni or just so, the coordinator so- we'll get back to dev in a second <laughs> all right uh she went out for a second there so we'll get back to Dev. That's listen, a plant. That was a plant. Yeah, from, uh, yeah. That's, that's a tease. That's what you call a tease. <laughs> that's what you call a tease. The Bucs, listen, the Bucs have won five of their last six while the Eagles have lost five of their last six. But the Bucs aren't coming in hot, right? They they scored only nine points against the Panthers in the game before that. They lost to the Saints where they only scored 13. Right, so it's right. sort of like I don't know what I'm going to get from Baker Mayfield, who I have praised for having a pretty good season. But Baker Mayfield hasn't been able to get this team to score over the last couple of games the games before that against the Packers and the Jags it was 34 and 30 so I'm like which guy am I going to get because if I get the guy and I get the offense that was clicking against the Packers the Jags before the last two games then the Eagles are in big trouble the Eagles are in a situation where okay Darius Slay's coming back so that's good that's healthy Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter got some time off so the run the run stopping should be better because they're gonna come in with some health I'm giving y'all some positivity Right. Normally, I don't give y'all Eagles positivity. Right. Right. I'm giving you all some positivity.
1: Can you hear me now also? <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. From you.
2: health. I'm, I'm okay. getting there, Dev. I'm, I'm going to get to the non-good health. I'm giving you the positive st- stuff first. OK. The, the positive stuff is Jalen. <laughs> right. Darius lays back. The run game's going to be better because now Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are going to be OK. Y'all are good. Y'all, y'all had a week off, basically. So you'll be better in the playoffs in stopping the run. So there's some feel good there. The not feel good is getting injured in games that don't matter, right? AJ Brown, all right, he, he looked okay after the game, but he's still going to be hobbled coming in this game, right? Reed Blankenship, okay, that's that's a situation. Your linebackers with injuries has always been a situation. Uh Devontae Smith, what's he going to be coming back? So the the Eagles are dealing with a lot of injuries. So I say all that to say, yeah, I also have the Bucs. <laughs> <laughs> I also have the Bucks that I have I and I have the offense. And the, the wide receiver's getting busy. I got Mike Evans over 67 and a half and getting an anytime touchdown. I think that's the Buccaneers' path to success because I do think the run game is going to be a little bit better with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter having a week off, you know what I mean? College kids who've never played this many snaps, having a week off, so they're gonna be more ferocious. But I think the passing game is gonna be weak. Avante Maddox ain't there no more. He's always hurt. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for his career for that. Darryl Slay's coming back being rusty, but again, he got cooked a little bit anyway. James Bradbury has been getting cooked all season. Reed Blankenship going by to end. safeties have been getting cooked all season long. So I see Baker Mayfield having the game where he goes over 234 and a half. I think he goes over 234 and a half. I think Mike Evans goes over 67 and a half. And I'm also picking Baker Mayfield to have two tutties and throw for two tutties in this game. It's going to be potentially a long day for Philadelphia Eagles fans, Dev. I'll go back. A long night. It's Monday night football. A long night. Excuse me, which is annoying. (laughs) We've had a lot of Monday night games. Right, right. It's kind of annoying at this point. Like it was fun to begin with the first three, but now I'm like, come on, man. I got, I got to go to sleep. We've had had more night games. You know know what I mean? Like working has been. games. It's so much easier when it's one on a Sunday. Right. But anyway, Dev, I'm back to you again. We're all on them losing, coaching wise. You're firing Sirianni if they lose this game.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't like, I'm curious to get Barrett's thoughts here. I think it depends on the way that they lose. I hadn't loved the Eagles coordinators all season. Um, I know that they've already essentially fired Sean Desai, but that's also proven to make the defense somehow even worse. Didn't think that that was possible, but Matt, Patricia has not been getting it done. Um, I think Brian Johnson has got to go and it's I'm just shocked that he's getting interviews from now the Titans and the Panthers for head coaching gigs because he just seems like he is not capable of running an offense and calling plays um, from those who I've talked to who are inside the locker room, who, who were formerly in, inside the locker room have said that the the players have lost faith in the coaching staff. You know, when you're having players only meetings like these guys are calling. When you have the defensive players doing their own scouting reports, it's never a good sign. It means that they don't believe in their coaches. And I think that's where the fault lines kind of started to crack with this team. And now they just look like they've completely given up. Me, Look, there's a chance that they come into the postseason and and are revived and are at zero, zero and, and start, you know, looking like the 10 and one team that we saw, but even that 10 and one team wasn't looking as dominant as they were last season, right? They were kind of just getting by aside from a few select games, one of which was against the bucks. Um, I don't think like Jalen hurts. I, I know that he hasn't been having a great season, and I'm sure some of that is on him, but I'm not ready to criticize Jalen hurts to, too harshly because I don't think that the coaches are doing him any favors. I think you need to get a coach in here who head coaching wise, who can design and call his own plays. Nick Sirianni doesn't call plays. That's Brian Johnson. Um, and he used to, and they didn't perform well in his first season. He turned the, that responsibility over to the OC at the time was Shane Steichen, who, you know, throughout this season with his time as head coach with the Colts is proving that he really was the mastermind behind the offense's success last season. Um, so I just think that they need a clean slate coaching-wise. And also we talked about practice. This team is not practicing hard enough. And I all, and that comes down to coaching, right? I know the vets like it because they, they appreciate that Sirianni gives them rest then have vet days. You still have so many young players in all these new draftees from Georgia. These guys need to be practicing. I'm not saying you have to kill them day in and day out, but maybe don't have as many walkthroughs. Maybe put the pads on a little bit more um, because it's showing players have come out and said, you know, practice habits become game day, what you see on the field, game day performances. And it's just not working out for the Eagles. And I think that they just need a, a clean slate, clear house, and unfortunately, that might include Nick Sirianni. I'd be happy if they just fired the coordinators. I should note that. I'm not anti-Sirianni. I'm just saying it's a possibility.
2: So how many games do they need to win? I asked you the same Mike McCarthy question. How many games do you feel like they need to win for Nick Sirianni to keep his job?
1: I'm going to say it depends on how they win. Like if they come out and they crush the Bucks, then maybe one. I don't know. Barrett, do you agree?
0: I I agree with that. I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come out and do something. Uh, you know, you, you you can't you can't continue with what we've seen thus far. You know, because I mean, regardless of of the penalties, regardless of them, you know, not being disciplined. There's one thing that you can't control. You can't control what the plays are, what they call. You can't control what what the refs are seeing, but what you can control is how you play as a player. And I see guys out there loafing it. I've never seen, I mean, during my tenure in the NFL, loafing is like the worst thing. If they can point out your loafing, that means you're not giving your all. And honestly, that's just disrespecting the game that I know and love. You gotta run hard, you gotta play hard. And I've seen loafing from players on this team. I don't see the same intensity. Since the 49ers till now, We've got punched in the mouth and people have made us like it. There is no intensity level. There is no fight going on. The only player that would give it to me was, was uh, Sidney Brown and he's out right now for the season. He's <laughs> the only guy that went out there wanting to whoop somebody's ass. And I don't see anybody else wanting or having that type of mentality out there on the field right now. So yes, I mean, you can't allow that. As a coach, you can't allow your guys to play like that. You can't allow your guys to think it's acceptable to loaf. You can't allow your guys to not be intense. I know from you know from when I was playing, just like I played with the Steelers, you play hard. You know what I'm saying? You always play hard. That's the only thing you can control is what you do. And I don't see players playing hard.
2: I don't see Nick Sirianni being fired. And I don't, even if they lose the Bucks game, I don't see him be fired because I think it's about power. Part of the ownership is, okay, We want to have the power, and we want to make decisions. So we're hiring based off of who's willing to play by our rules, right? So all the head guys you have, Mike Vrabel, you think he's going to come in and allow uh, Harry Roseman and and all those guys to tell him how to run a team and how much he (laughs) needs to pass? Jim Harbaugh, he's a headache for anybody, any CEO. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, the same thing. Like, you're not telling me what to do. So it's for me, ever since Chip Kelly, they said, no, 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 we're going to have a certain ownership of this team right, right. now. So, so I feel like in none of those established individuals, Pete Carroll, none of those established individuals, they're going to want to have in-house. So then you would have to go to someone who would just be happy with getting a job because that's who they've gone with over the last two hires. Yeah, He's I, just yeah. happy getting a job and will allow us to control everything. And once they control too much, then the, there's beef like Doug Peterson in between coach and ownership so should nick Sirianni potentially be fired should he be that's arguable but i would say okay fine will they do it Ah, that's what i have a hard time believing well because they got they have to find it now you got to find another coach who is going to be like no i don't that's fine you guys do whatever you want i'll just be the happy coach here
1: i'll say this as a fan like i'm fine if they keep Sirianni. that like i don't I don't dislike Sirianni. I mm-hmm. still think that he's a good coach on like the non-technical side of things. I think they need to bring in new coordinators who are a lot more analytical and, and seasoned. Like if you have Sirianni, you need to bring in experienced coordinators. Like I know he's staying with, probably going to stay with the commanders, but someone like Eric Bieniemy, I would love running our Eagles offense. I just think doing these experimental hires with guys like Sean Desai, like it's clearly not working out. So if you're gonna keep Sirianni a guy who refuses to call plays, then bring in someone who is an offensive mastermind to kind of supplement that.
0: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, icon of the seas,
1: the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.